Today we talk to Dr. Saria Zeldin and Tammy Howard. They are two outstanding internal medicine doctors in the DMV. We'll talk about their journeys from undergrad to medical school and through their professional paths to now. They are African-American physicians, moms, and married to us knuckleheads. We are so excited to have them. Excuse me, is this the reading room? Yes, I'm Dr. Saad Manzul. I'm Dr. Travis Howard. Welcome to the reading room. Thank you for pressing play. Thanks, everybody. The most specialists oh, man. of guests here today. The better half. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Only has really, it. yeah. <laughs> Better be. Take it. Yes. Take it. So my wife, Doctor Sorry, Izzelden, Doctor Izzy's here. Thank you so much for coming downstairs. No, thanks for having me. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. I'm excited. I've been waiting for this. Yeah. Excellent. And Doctor Tammy Howard. Hi. Oh. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so happy to have you, babe. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. So, would you like to ask the first question? Well, you know, we have to. We have to uh, bring them in um, the way we do, the way we have. That's right. You know, um, we start out with the medical journey. Mm-hmm. And um, what was your most difficult course in medical school? Um, it was our CPR block. So it was cardiology, pulmonary, and renal. And was... Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> First year or second year, I don't remember. It's such a blur. But um, that block was the worst yeah. it was really hard yeah was this like early like this is like the first first block you said yeah but they combine it all together oh, so it's oh, like yeah. for yeah. a long time it was like maybe like eight or ten weeks long oh yeah mm-hmm. I hated it oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds so painful yeah. I was, yeah. you know like I was gonna say cardio and like respiratory and like you know like you have to like know all the systems together so right. it's not like you can just study one thing and just be exactly. done like you have to like know all of it so i feel oh, you yeah, yeah. I, feel I feel you, you. Like, i get why they did it but I'm like, in the <laughs> moment i was like why yeah. Yeah. Like, and six months you. of it oh my god <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, rough. it's rough so yeah dr Isleden, what would you say would be your toughest class of rotation in medical school you know, I, I know this question, so I've been thinking about it. <laughs> none. Um, none, no. Um, and I thought about it, I thought about it, and you guys just brace yourselves. It's embryology. Oh. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Embryology. It really, like, took me back, like, took me by surprise. I'm like, we're starting at the beginning, beginning. It's like <laughs> way life, at the yeah. beginning, yeah. right? And yeah. the details of it. I just remember it was painfully like hard to study for yeah. you know i it's think that's really where foreign. i it's foreign yeah you really just kind of don't even embryology to me was like a different language yeah i didn't i didn't really it took a while to grasp the concepts of it so. it was yeah, it was sure. i remember watching the matrix and then like uh <laughs> remember where like neo was like in that like tube it's like full of water and he has that thing oh yeah belly button that's yeah. 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 rebirth yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. i have no idea what's going on I'm like the matrix i mean that's full though yeah that's, right. that's yeah that took me yeah. it knocked me off my feet so that's no, not fun it's not fun so where'd you go to medical school i went to the university of virginia um UVA. at yeah in charlottesville and you know went straight out of undergrad was no it? break no break um 
And, you know, I went to the George Washington University for undergrad, mm-hmm. went straight, you know, I'm a Virginia, I'm a local Virginian. Um, yes. So it was great in state tuition. And, you know, I think I like chose my housing without even visiting. I'm like, it's Virginia. I'm from here, you right? I know it. I'm like, yeah. I knew. what yeah. do I need to see? And I went and it's so different from Northern Virginia. It's Charlottesville. It's, it's beautiful. And I was like, oh, this is so different. Yeah. 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 But good time I yeah had a good time. i mean would you you say different like just people wise like diversity wise you would say people wise i will say um so i grew up i'll give you kind of a little rundown of my geography which is not too far from northern virginia grew up in falls church um went to high school at the jeb stewart high school which is now justice high school that's right um in my sophomore year we were named the most diverse high school in the country. Oh, wow. Yeah, 33 right. different languages, and that's just what I knew. I was like, this is the norm, right? Um, or so I thought. Then I stayed close to home, went to GW for undergrad, still close to home, still the yeah. you know friends that I had in, you know, in high school, and I went to college with my best friend from high school, so yeah. we still had the same group of friends. GW is pretty diverse, it's DC, and then two hours south, right? I met mm-hmm. UVA and it was just this cultural shock for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It wasn't anything that I had, you know, I think UVA undergrad is very diverse, but then once you get to the professional mm-hmm. education. Um, which is not unique. Which is, yeah, exactly, yeah, which unique, is not yeah. unique. The diversity kind of just is watered out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, I, and I knew friends, I had friends who went to UVA for undergrad, they had a great time. Um, and then when I went there, it was just a cultural shock is what I, <laughs> yeah. Um, I spent like probably every other weekend, if not every weekend, driving up and down 29. <laughs> like the cops know me because I would be speeding to DC or back to school. I'd be like, I have a class at 8 a.m. That's why I'm. You know me. You know me. Yeah. I know you know me. I have to get to class. So, um, trying to kind of keep keep my DC roots. But it was four years. I um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, different. It was different. Yeah. It was yeah very but different. I always think it's important that you can get away and kind of. Get, get back to home base oh, yeah. you know like we have reached out to those who are on the journey and want to go into medicine and maybe you might end up at a program where you don't vibe culturally with your surroundings but being able to get back home like you were able to do I mean that 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 helps you get through oh, so yeah. um it's major. Oh, yeah. yeah it's major yeah. so Oh man, I remember I, I interviewed at UVA. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've interviewed there for radiology and I interviewed there for fellowship, and it, yeah, it's different. It's different. It's a different place. Not a bad place, no. but a different place. I, I will say um, they have been putting a lot of effort into diversity since mm-hmm. I was there, and like, when did I graduate? Mm. But I, when I graduated, <laughs> it wasn't too long ago, but I, can't, I don't want to think about it right now and calculate. But they have actually um, earned, I will say, the um, the HEAT Award, the Higher Education Excellence in Diversity, um, because of their efforts in it. Now, diversity, different from inclusion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we might get into that in this episode or future episode, but <laughs> yes. they've yeah. put efforts into it. And I have colleagues who I went to, to med school with who are teaching there now, and they're like, it's a different crowd, <laughs> a more diverse crowd they look out into when they're lecturing. Um, so it's it's nice to hear, and I really you know hope to speak to future UVAers, um, Wahooers, but yes. um, it's different still. Okay. You know, I think it's uh, they're putting efforts in, but then what do you do with that diversity, right? And how do you, because I, I think my biggest thing um, 
was within there were there were you know it was diver, slightly diverse you know I can kind of maybe a handful of yeah. uh, minorities in our class but yeah. then why I didn't fit in was my question mm-hmm. um, not only did I drive home to DC every weekend I did a couple of months in Bangladesh in my second year mm-hmm. a couple months <laughs> in Guatemala in my third year <laughs> and then I took a year off between my third and fourth years and went to New York for my MPH because a diverse place place. and I didn't realize what I was searching for Mm. until afterwards I'm looking back um and I'm like I was searching for that I was searching for my high school 33 Mm. languages like that global (laughs) picture Mm -hmm. um and I actually that year I took off I'm like do I want to do medicine do I want to do public health what do I want to do do I want to do global health and really took a step back um and I think really solidified why I did want to to yeah. get that MD and what I can do with it, you know. Yeah, absolutely, it gives so, you a lot of. Uh, well, it gives you a lot of options. Yeah, Always the gives options, a lot of options are yeah. there, and it's just it's been um, it's been nice. I think living it, things were just happening. But looking mm-hmm. back, I'm like that's that makes sense. That makes Why sense. I just jumped ship every year to yeah. a different country, really. Yeah, I'm but so happy you were able to like come back and, oh, yeah. and finish and complete because I think it'd be. It's that intangible, I think, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you can't put your finger on it, but you know, I'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. yeah. and this isn't working for me and I'm not really vibing in this in- environment. So, um, I, yeah, I think it, it's to be cognizant of that and push through, even though you might be challenged, um, that, that's, that's everything. It so, took a lot. Yeah, definitely part of the journey. So what, Dr. Howard here, what, uh, what medical school did you attend? Well, I went to the Ohio State University. Yes. Right. Oh, wait. Yeah. I <laughs> um, And I did not have a, I guess, a traditional path either. Um, I finished undergrad, went to Miami University, Ohio. I'm an Ohio girl at the heart, um, born and raised. And then I took a year off and did a post-baccalaureate program at Ohio State. Oh yes, year. it's the called the MedPath. MedPath, yes. MedPath program. MedPath. And Can I just say something about the MedPath program? Yeah. <laughs> I think I've told you this before, but uh, you know, when I applied to medical school, I did not get an interview from Ohio State mm-hmm. for medical school, but they definitely told me to go to the MedPath program. Mm. But then I got into other schools, so I think it's it's not. I think for anyone who's applying <laughs> to medical school, like you know, just because you hear one thing from one school doesn't mean you hear some the same thing from a different school. Like right. it doesn't really make sense. Like it's not supposed to make sense because each school is looking for something different. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to remember that like you go where like you get the opportunity. Right. Yes. And, that, and it's super important. Obviously, like you know, we're in medicine mm-hmm. and you, you have to go where the opportunity is. So exactly. right. yeah, please exactly. tell us more about the MedPath program. MedPath <laughs> yeah. um, was. Great. I was, in the moment, I was kind of like, ah, oh, do I really want to take a year off and delay, you know, mm-hmm. starting medical school? And I knew I wasn't quite ready to start medical mm-hmm. school, so um, I was very happy that I had the opportunity to do that. Yeah. yeah. And so there were, I want to say there was maybe like 15 mm-hmm. uh, minority students who were in the program. Um, tuition's paid for that year and you take graduate level classes mm-hmm. so they're essentially preparing you for medical school mm-hmm. um and there's a few 
caveats to you actually getting into Ohio State after you complete the program. But um, overall, I think you still do have to take like the MCAT. You have to take the think, MCAT. Right? You had to so get a certain I, store. You had yeah. to have a certain GPA for that year I to agree. get into medical school. So the people I were I was in the program with were like the best classmates anybody could ask for. Like they That's were so great. We all studied together. Oh, like yeah. we developed our intense study habits for medical school and we kept it going through <laughs> medical school and we were just very supportive of each other so it was it was great i'm so grateful that i had that opportunity to do that that's yeah. awesome that's yeah. probably the best thing you got out of the MedPat program were the people were my friends. Yeah, yeah your friends yeah, you got really cool. yeah but yes. the whole journey i think like the whole journey the best thing you're gonna get out of it are the people are the, the people. connections you made the people yeah. it's always gonna be the people yeah. Yeah. Of course. yeah it's awesome so how many um you don't have to call them out but like did all of them end up going to medical school? Every, yes, except for one. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. And she ended up going to a different medical school. She did. Oh, stay oh okay. Like she applied again and oh, that's so good. got accepted to a different. So school just learning those skills to... and studying and like just learning the habits and seeing people who like have similar habits and yeah, see people go through like the transformation from going to undergrad to become a medical student is important to see so absolutely getting familiar with the topics and the study schedule and just the discipline that it takes (laughs) the work definitely helped me with the discipline yeah yeah no i yeah that makes it makes total sense so um, i wish i had a year off to think in a in a controlled environment you know what i mean i think that's something i i wish i'd i ended up doing it like in between my third and fourth but i think before to go in with a clearer mind where you're still studying right and you're still being like mentally engaged that's cool i like that yeah, yeah. and i think people do do it but to realize that you need it that's big you know right yeah before. i didn't know i needed it until i was like actually in it and i was like oh yeah yeah this was the right decision <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then cool. first year started and i was like oh, oh yeah so, so grateful for that. that's, cool. that's yeah. awesome that's, that's true. true yeah and I was going to say, for you, he says you took a year off after your second year, third after third year. year. Yeah. And that's kind of a big deal because I think most people are like getting ready to, you know, start applying for residency and to kind of mm-hmm. just realize that you need that time to take a step back. You have to be pretty brave oh, to yeah. like just understand that this is what I need. It's yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I knew I wanted along my journey at some point in time to get an MPH because a mm-hmm. public health, global health was something I was always interested in. So um, that's, necessarily, that's not necessarily a year off. It's just... A year different, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. MPH is still work. It's it was work. Oh. It was work. Yeah. Um, and it was like condensed work because it's a two-year yes. program condensed into a year, right? Correct. Um, right. I went to Columbia to do it, and it was the best year ever. Yeah. I think just being stripped out of just like that routine, right? Of mm-hmm. um, being in classes and with the same people. I had good friends at UVA. Came out with, you know, my closest friends right now. Um, but that year, I think I grew up a lot. Um, I matured. I like re understood why I really do want that MD and what I wanted to do with it. Um, Women's health is something I was always interested in. I went back being like, I want to be an OB guy. Yeah, that's that's really what I went back in, and I had a mentor. She was a year ahead of me. Um, Shout out Winta, if you ever watch this. I haven't talked to her in like shout out Winta. Winta, yeah. (laughs) Um, But she like kind of took me underneath her wing she's two years ahead of me and had me like talk to the you know providers who i needed to talk to and this is the path ob 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 and then probably like two months you know the story Mm -hmm. two months before (laughs) applying i was like 
Made a left. And, yeah. You know, again, chose internal medicine to apply yeah. to. Um, but I think from more of a preventative women's health mm-hmm. perspective, mm-hmm. Um, from a primary care perspective, which I, to be honest, understood and learned a lot about that during my year off. Yeah. Off. Yeah, yeah. My year um, of away. MPH. Away. My year away. Um, just kind of understood there's so many different ways you can get to that. Um, and even traveling, you know, in Bangladesh, yep. it was I was there doing a women's health project. Um, but I was like, but, but primary care, like they don't have basic care for us yeah. to talk about, you know, these other questions that we're asking. Um, and in Guatemala, we're like sitting there in a clinic trying to learn medical Spanish and the things that we're talking about, it's basic you know, yeah. basic needs, right? Exactly. Your diabetes or high blood pressure is why you had a heart attack almost yeah. likely last year and, yeah. and whatnot. And to be able to understand that um, for women and men, obviously, is, yeah. is what really pushes Especially it. in those cultures, you know, sometimes the women don't get the same care. They don't. Mm-hmm. Right. They know, don't. That the men get. So, they don't, yeah. You know, it's they nice don't. to have, like, a woman come and actually... For them to, you know, you know, one thing to have them just see, like, hey, you can actually, you know, get your education and, you know, do something with it, and also like someone who actually cares and understands. To understand, right. you know, it, for so. sure. That relatability goes goes a long way. Yeah. yeah. So internal medicine gave you options, the full breadth. Oh, you yeah. could you could practice medicine, um, and and have be exposed to different subspecialties within it. So, yeah, um, yeah that's great. Yeah. Why did you choose internal medicine? Did you ever think about OB? I did. Did you really? (laughs) (laughs) I did. I think I started out wanting to do pediatrics, Mm. and then I went to OBGYN, and then I wanted to be oncology, so that's how how I got into, like, the internal medicine world, and then I was like, "Uh, no. Yeah, hell yeah. I do primary care. (laughs) Yeah. But then in residency, I thought I wanted to do GI. Mm. Like, I went hard. For GI, <laughs> like wow. did research, um, talked to like fellowship director where I trained, probably had a spot, and then my residency program we had a primary care track um, where we did we had clinic for like twelve months straight, oh. and we could do um, we could rotate through different specialties during that time. Um, on like their consult services so you weren't like on service so you had clinic three days a week so I really got to really see how, what it was like to take care of patients on a longitudinal basis yeah, rather than just being there like one or two times a month mm-hmm. and um, I loved it I was like this is it this oh, is what awesome. I'm gonna do can you tell us about your primary care track the GW Yes. Um, I think you were saying that yours was part, something that you all had, everyone had to do in your class. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had, we had GW, we had a track that we could opt into to mm-hmm. do. And I think I did that. Um, and we basically just have more clinic time um, than, than everyone else. We all did rotate. Everyone rotates through yes. the clinic program where we just had a few more clinic sessions a week. Yeah. Um, which, which also sounds like less wards. Yeah, it was less yeah. wars. Yeah, it was less wars. Out of the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it yeah. was difficult because it would be like a half session. You did yeah. wards in the morning, and oh, then you you're would. like running to clinic in the afternoon. It was yeah, oh, it was um, it was back and forth, but it was cool. I think it was really nice to get, and we did a lot of teaching. I think by our third um, our third year, we were doing a lot of the primary care I, lectures for the other residents and whatnot. So um, really went 
and depth into it. So I um, see, I see. Yeah, really fell in love with it. And I think understood just the diversity of what you could do. Yeah. Um, and you were back in D.C. doing residency. I was back in D.C. Yeah, residency. at the same place for undergrad. Yeah. Side, very diverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, at home. Yeah, it was back yeah. home. Yeah. Let's, can you speak to your mentors in internal medicine and, you know, the impact that they had on you and um, how you found them? Because a lot of times I find when you're African-American, it's difficult to find a mentor that you can connect with culturally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and understands what you're going through when we talk about yeah. the, um, the weight of it all exactly. and trying to succeed. <clears throat> so I had a few in residency. Um, on the interview trail, when I interviewed at Cincinnati, which was like my first choice because Travis was there for medical school. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a, ro- in a ro- rotation there and was able to connect with a few people um, during that. And then when I matched, I reached out to one of the, she was primary care providers in the same clinic building where we had our resident clinic. Mm-hmm. And her name was Dr. Dixon. And she was fantastic. She was just a good person to reach out to like if I had any questions or just figuring out how things were like intern year Um, and then in my second year well not in my second year first year too in the resident clinic I also met um, another preceptor who was a African-American woman um, and she just kept it real like we connected immediately and I just always reached out to her throughout the entire three years. She didn't do inpatient um, at all so I only got to see her like in clinic. Mm -hmm. So it would be sporadic but she always gave me like her contact information. She's like reach out if you have any questions and thankfully there were a few other black female residents um, in my residency program that were also like good support. Tiffany Lester, name one of them. So it was it was really nice to have that support. Um, and then the nice thing about being in Cincinnati is that it was close to where I went to undergrad. So I had a lot of friends from undergrad oh, yeah. that were in the area. So, um, so all of that that community helped. It felt familiar. Yeah. All the familiar yeah. place. Yeah. Travis so was there. Great. So yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. You know, we talked about how it's important to be in a place where you feel comfortable. You yeah. went. Mm-hmm. You know, residency close to home, yeah. where in a place where you feel comfortable. Of you know, course. that's that's because you can't. There's things you can control. There's things you can't control. Yeah. And you can't necessarily control what's going to happen to you in the hospital. You can't necessarily control like your attendings and your schedule, but you can kind of control your outside environment. So that's always an important thing to kind of take into account. Yeah. You know, whenever you're um, you know trying to choose a program. So true. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough to get the information like for like when you're finishing up residency or you know your training and then trying to get information on what the private practice world is like yeah and you know like if you're only talking to people who are in academics you know a lot of times they only have one perspective you know mm-hmm. they usually get finished and they stayed at the program or they mm-hmm. went to a different academic program but they have like they might not have the same information that someone who in is in private practice who mm-hmm. like can you know kind of give you a little bit of guidance on like how to choose a a job yeah. like what things Very are important because mm-hmm. those are yeah. things they're not going to tell you no no you know if they don't have the experience they can't yeah. no they don't i mean yeah. they're so good at like the academic part they're not going to know 
mm-hmm. the private practice part, obviously. So, right. so that's another hustle. You know, oh, you have to figure hustle. out, <laughs> to yeah. figure out what's going to best, yeah. what's going to work for you. So make those connections right. and network because yeah. that that goes a long way. Yeah, sure. I think when you're applying for a job, yeah, it's it's important to see where people train. You know, you can figure out pipelines. You can figure out like you know what. Uh, you know, like who knows who, which is mm-hmm. very important mm-hmm. as well. You yeah. know, and I think I was gonna say I was gonna mention at GW we mm-hmm. had a very instrumental person, Dr. Albayumi. That's yeah. Yeah, Dr. Albayumi basically was uh, yeah, she was like an icon at GW. She so really is. yeah, shout out Dr. Albayumi. Yeah. Yes. She is awesome, both within the field and outside the field. She was yes. a she was a great um, a great person to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to yeah. kind of. Uh, not even, you know, she obviously has she's her experience under her belt and just mm-hmm. knew a lot of people, had her connections and, um, and everything, but just kind of bringing it back to me right here, right now, what's my, what's my next step? Or even, compl- you know, complications or, or um, discomfort that I had in clinic, mm-hmm. um, whether it's with a patient or um, with, uh, you know, an attending or mm-hmm. just how to deal with those situations. Mm-hmm. She was awesome. She was our program. Um, she was, I think when I first started, she was program director and I, there was a transition either my first or second year, mm-hmm. but she still continued to be that, that guide. So it was, yeah. um, it was really nice just I to even like, figure out how to practice. You oh know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like she was the embodiment mm-hmm. of your high school where it was like just a she very really like diverse person, person. who yeah. Like, yeah. knew a lot of people, like was yeah. well connected, yeah. very nice, always like the most uh Like why was she person. like, was she, she, like he's radiology and he was, and he like has <laughs> that right. perspective yeah. of her, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like she was that, she, her presence was felt just like on every level of the hospital right. and like within the, 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 the system itself, the GW system till yeah. now. And she broke, you know, she went, I think my third year ended up starting the Rodham Institute. Um, which is like the Hillary Rodham mm-hmm. um, she yeah. was um, I don't want to misspeak about the story but she was very close with the family yes. um, and they ended up and she's still kind of running right now it's in DC and does reach out to and focuses on um, on a lot of, of underserved populations and providing care providing care so she's she's just awesome in so yeah. many perspectives yeah. and um, I think uh, most important thing is she was the first person on the dance floor at our wedding <laughs> Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So she knew how to have fun, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 She, she knows yeah. how to do it. Yes, exactly. yes, yes. She knows how to do that. Yeah. She's yeah. awesome. No, that's cool. So, sorry, can you yeah. tell me, um, in your day-to-day practice, um, can you speak on healthcare disparities that you see even today? And, like, you know, how do you tackle them? And, and how, what's your... I imagine it's frustrating, but how do you, how do, you deal? Oh, Man, big question. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> How much time do we have? It is, yeah. um, you know, I practice in the DMV, right? Mm-hmm. And I think just taking even one step back, right? The difference that you see within these three regions is 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 highlighted within a practice, right? Yeah, um, And the Especially care, a big, a big practice. A big yes. practice, yeah. right? Um, you have your, 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 and I'm going to focus just on our primary care subjects that we focus on, like diabetes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have a very, I have a current very large African American population, uh, so I have a handful of Hispanic um, mm-hmm. patients, um, and they are, they just require a lot, um, a lot of visits, a lot of um, care. Um, 
and those conversations i my goal is to just bring people in to just talk to them one-on-one -on -one so they can see me yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what yeah. i mean um and, and that's, that's huge and how, huge. Yeah, however do you get that sigh of relief or you get that like that comfort level is you see yeah. from patient yeah when oh, they, see. they like google you your hair is different yeah, yeah. yes 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 from when? From yeah. when? Yes. Yeah, especially now we're like masks and whatnot. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Are, yeah. You, is this are you Dr. Zelda? And I'm like, yes. Mask, shield, yeah. like, etc. They're like, yeah, you look a little different from your picture. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, they Google you mm -hmm. and they actually, like, they choose you mm -hmm. because of the color of your skin. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that gives me comfort. Oh, yes. Which is important. First, not first, not even firsthand, but equally, um, that we both have to be comfortable in that in that situation. So I really... Um, look forward to the face-to-face, -face, the video visits, mm -hmm. those conversations, um, and like I said, frequent touches, even with yeah. subjects like vaccinations, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like those are things that we're, those are conversations, big conversations we're having right now, and I think yeah. people, I'm like, do you trust me? And they're yeah. like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, this is my recommendation, <laughs> and go. usually that that's yeah. it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's all it takes, so. That's awesome. You're yeah. able to break down barriers instantly, because yeah. there is that connection. Right. And um, trust. Yeah, and, trust, and right. so that yeah. that speaks to the importance of diversity and inclusion, oh, yeah. and, and um, we all know the healthcare disparities that we're tackling each yeah. day. Yeah. Um, so Tammy, yeah, how about in your practice, and speak to that a little bit. Um, well, yes, they are definitely there. Mm -hmm. um, I have grown my practice over the last four years to have a larger African American patient base compared to some of my other colleagues in my office mm -hmm. and so um you know just seeing how people practice differently within the practice and how they treat yeah. others um that has spoken volumes to me and so when patients come in to see me and they're like oh my gosh like, I already knew what you look like because I Googled you. Yeah. I looked at your profile. I know where you worked in the past. I'm like, how do you know all yes. this? Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're like, I'm so happy to see you. And I'm like, I'm so happy to see you too. Mm -hmm. But just being able to like establish that trust mm -hmm. because there's somebody that looks like you. They, you understand like the culture and maybe what might have been going on. They're last generation, three generations ago right. in their home mm -hmm. um, right now, and what they're dealing with, especially, like, I see a lot of professional black women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they're just happy to be able to relate to someone that's also a black professional woman. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, yeah. That makes just sense. Just about, I mean, anything. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the emotional and, you know, the physical health, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they they have to do their research. I mean, they're not like getting their like car washed or oil. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that they're gonna do all that research, yeah. I and mean, they're basically yeah. trusting you guys with like the most important right. thing that they have, which is their health. Right. Yeah. You know, so right. like, I'm sure that you know they get very comfortable. They're able to like talk about you know more things. You know, as far as like their families and more. You know getting specifics about situations that they might not be able to with like other providers of so course. Yeah. yeah i think it's it's you know what you guys do is like the most important i think i agree man yeah i mean coming so from blessing. two radiologists super women it's so <laughs> exactly. It really is. exactly exactly so yeah so what would you say is um 
well, let's just go back to uh, back to like training, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I was gonna say, you you said you were thinking about a GI fellowship mm -hmm. at one point. Now, were you thinking about any fellowships when you were endocrine? Endocrine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, and why? Why would you say that? Um, so I want to say because of um, so within internal medicine, right? I chose primary care, mm -hmm. um, and I knew just the population I would want to work with, yeah. just how diabetes was such a big thing, right? Exactly. Within um, the area I wanted to practice. Mm -hmm. But also lifestyle mm -hmm. was yeah. a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. yes. Yes. Like the reason why, within internal medicine, why I chose outpatient, because I knew I wanted to start a family. I mm -hmm. knew I wanted to have kids. I knew I wanted to be there for them. Mm -hmm. I knew I would fall in love with my job. I knew I'd fall in love with my kids and just wanted to be able to do both, <laughs> yeah. to be yeah. honest. Um, and then once I started working, I was like, wow, there is a lot right here mm -hmm. um, within primary care mm -hmm. itself. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yes. Um, and just to be able to do all of it is is um, yeah. is where I, where I decided not to. That yeah. makes sense. I mean, you probably the equivalent of an endocrinology fellowship at this point. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, I, I, will, I will say, I love our endocrinology yeah. colleagues yeah, yeah. and just the ability to reach out to them mm -hmm. and their expertise. Of course, um, of course. Is is uh, their their knowledge is... Uh, yeah, no, but there's, no, there's amazing, no substitute there's for like the art of like actually being practice. able to like, you know, studying one thing and then actually like interacting with, you know, patients yeah, and yeah. trying to uh you know guide them in the correct path is, yeah, right. that's a whole other skill that yeah. like you know that that takes time it takes multiple visits it takes yeah. you know like a like a very very strong rapport like with For your sure. uh, mm -hmm. with your patients so um you know like it's i mean not 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 that it's similar but i just remember when i was uh when i finished my fellowship like i, I went and trained well i didn't train i went to <laughs> i did like a, i worked in dallas for a few years and then when i was in dallas um it was just like it was just more training mm -hmm. you know it's just more training because yeah. like you're learning how to do things you're learning how to like you know uh handle yourself in like difficult situations right. and, and you know those are things that you may not get in fellowship so you know sometimes just going and like working is a fellowship in itself oh yeah, yeah. absolutely oh, yeah. it's still learning to this day no absolutely oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're not <laughs> your practice yeah that's right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> They say if you're not learning, you're not trying. So, yeah, you know, true. you gotta, you gotta that's be true. trying. So, now that that's that's absolutely true. So, how, how did you guys meet? I'd like to talk about oh, you too. Wow. <laughs> yeah, sure. well, I wanted to like a ninety degrees. I, I did. I did. You know, <laughs> drop it in there. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful radiologist, wonderful internal medicine doctor. You guys are making it work. Two small kids. Talk, talk to us about you two. We're gonna ask you guys the same question. Yeah, I know. It's, I, I know it's coming. <laughs> we actually met through um, some family friends at a wedding. Yeah. yeah, we met at a Sudanese wedding, actually. It awesome. was one of my weekends that I took away from UVA yes. during my second year. So she was in medical school. I was in residency. Yeah. Okay. And I came yeah. home that weekend mm. and went to a wedding with my family. And then a family friend introduced us because I went to GW for undergrad. Mm -hmm. And then he was at GW for residency. Yeah. So they were like, sorry, tell us all about Foggy Bottom. And I was like, it's amazing. It's great. It's fun. Yeah. You're a resident. Right. Tell me about residencies. <laughs> What's residency? And of course, I like. Of course, I mean, I yeah, was I just mean, like into. Yeah, you're school. in the zone. I was in the zone. I was just like zone, trying yeah. to make it like a professional thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. No, yeah. that's that's exactly right. I mean, I think uh, 
medicine is one of those things where like um you know you're gonna meet and it's not you know you're not gonna be in the same place for a long time you know mm-hmm. like you're gonna have to like you know choose to want to be together i think like when you're yeah. in medicine like you're gonna have to choose <laughs> certain things as far as like compromising on location compromising on training that's maybe you know so like oh, these are yeah. big big decisions big you have decisions. To make. i mean we were never in the <laughs> same state yeah. until we got married that's exactly right yeah oh wow oh yeah yeah, yeah. when right. i was in dallas mm-hmm. is basically yeah when we got engaged and then yeah. When I uh, came to practice here, that's basically when we got married. Yeah. That's love. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was like, yeah. And I'll say, like, even back to the mentor program, you were, like, a huge mentor. I know even from that first step, um, oh, yeah. I think we talked oh. a lot about, you know, you loved UW and um, just kind of... Yeah. No, I liked UW your, a lot. Your guidance yeah. Yeah. was great that I took a lot of that into consideration. So, well, I mean, yeah. I took your guidance as far as the location into account because... Founding Farmers is a good place to Founding. eat. Yeah. Oh, sure is. Founding Farmers. Yes, yeah. The one at Foggy Bottom is awesome. Yeah. 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 Wow. Right. I met her through a friend cool. and it was at a church and I saw her and I couldn't take my eyes off of her. Awesome. And I said I said, you know, Jermaine, I need to know who that is. <laughs> that is I need so to know who awesome. that is. I, I want to talk to her. And shout out Jermaine. Yeah, yes. shout out Jermaine. <laughs> yeah. He officiated the wedding. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, awesome. Um, but you know, we've been connected and in contact ever since you know we just i went to ohio state she mm-hmm. was at miami mm-hmm. i was a year ahead of her um and i moved to california i think i told you about all that but mm-hmm. you know i always found myself calling tammy and um <laughs> i couldn't get away yeah. and so um i remember i hating my job and she was the one that was in medical school. Mm. She was the one that exposed me to medicine. First year, right. And I remember seeing what she was learning, anatomy, and just struggling with my job. And I thought, I, I want to do what she's doing. Cool. You, you know what she said? Tell me what you said <laughs> when, I, just, when, I, when I. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, doctors get divorced. They have a very high divorce rate. That's so. what she's telling me. While we're dating. And I'm like, She's really? like, stay I'm away. Oh, this is, I like you. <laughs> Don't come here. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's, that's so funny. That's really cool. But uh, yeah, okay. she still supported me, man. Yeah. And she she mentored me and got me on the right track because yeah. I, you know, I honestly don't think I would be a physician if it weren't for her. That's um, awesome. that's and amazing. so, that's really cool. she was very instrumental in me doing what I love to do. So, yeah. um, but that's how we met, and um, you're still doing it. We're still yeah. trying. Yeah. She's cool. great. She great. went. She went to Rochester. She. When you talk about compromise, I told you no. Shout out to Mayo. Yes. Yeah, awesome. Mayo is an awesome place. You worked Amazing. there. Oh my I God. I was on staff there. Oh, like, wow. nice. okay. had, it was great. It was great for my career. And mm-hmm. I'm so grateful. In Thanks. the moment, I was like, when did we match? I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You put it yourself put it together. You see him putting the right hands together? Before you put it number one, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. Let me log back in. What's your password, man? That's what makes sure you submitted it correctly. So good. Right. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was great. We had yeah. our son there. Yes. So, yeah. It's a oh, good place. Nice. Absolutely. Some amazing people. Amazing people. Amazing people. Yeah. yeah. So. But you make yeah. it work. You do. You, you have make to. It work. You make it work. You have to make it work. Yeah. That's where you really learn how to compromise and communicate. Exactly. Oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. if you don't do that, um, you know, you you can get in trouble. I would imagine. So, obviously, amazing, amazing physicians here. Uh, professional women. Professional woman of color. 4,000%. Yes. Mm-hmm. How do you wear all the hats that you have to wear? Your mothers. Mm-hmm. Not mothers of one, but mothers of two. <laughs> <laughs> Your wives to two needy husbands. <laughs> Super. And um, your internal medicine physician. So I think by Which sharing... Which is like mothers to 2,000 more people. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Big mm-hmm. facts. So if you... I think we can inspire our listeners to know how you guys do it. How do you wear the hats that you have to wear? Oh, um, sure. I'll go. I will. Um, hmm. I think I, I probably asked myself this question on a quarterly basis. I'm like, not how do I wear the hat, but, um, why do I wear the so many hats, right? Mm-hmm. Some of them you can take off easily, like working, but I want to, right? I want to do it. And I think of my kids, I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Um, I think about my four-year-old daughter and just the connections that we have about the work that I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She is so fascinated by it and is so proud. When I come home, her first question, and when I'm putting her down to bed, mommy, Tell me, what patients did you see today? Oh. Yeah. So I'm like, Serene, do you want to learn about HIPAA? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I um, it's really, it's so fun because I make up like imaginary patients to teach her lessons. Um, I'm like, well, he ate a lot of chips and his blood pressure was high. And then he, my, she, my other patient, Serene, Mrs. M, ate a lot of candy and her blood sugar was really high so I had to give her medicine so I told her don't eat a lot of candy and then it got to a point where she would tell me patient like, stories about her patients she was like right. well Mrs. She, it would be like a Cinderella story or something she was like well she fell asleep or Sleeping Beauty story my patient um, she fell asleep for a really long time and then he came and he kissed her and she woke up I'm like that was the cure serene it was a kiss <laughs> so like these, these things where she's like helping people right it was just like people who are in need um i think the other day what did she say she said something along the lines of like um she was upset she's like mommy my blood pressure is really high and i was like probably probably like where did she hear me say that um so that having her see her mother do that and that she can um that she if she ever wanted to can do it as well i think is what keeps me going um that's awesome yeah i think that's that's it and i um you know she if I ever tell her, like, oh, Mr. Um, T broke his finger, did you send it to Daddy, Mommy, so he can read it? I'm like, yeah, Serene, and then Daddy read it. So she's, like, learning and, like, understands. But if you ask her what she wants to be, it's not, like, reflexively yeah. a doctor. She yeah, can be whatever not. she wants to be, yeah, you know? Um, and um, she knows that. She yeah. knows that. And I think just having her mother be... Um, 
in the role that she's in. Yeah. It's nice. It's what keeps me going. Um, I mean, you've normalized success for her, basically. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like and I've, ha- I've had conversations, sorry to interrupt you, mm-hmm. with like current leaders within our current practice, and that's what they say, too. Yeah. Um, and they're leaders of color, and they also have that, that you, it's important not only for your patients, um, but for your family and your kids, right. you know? Yeah. Normalizing success. Normalizing yeah. That is huge. Success. Yeah. We need that in our community. Mm-hmm. It's so needed, and yeah. so that's what keeps me going. Yeah. That makes sense. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Um, wow. Yeah. I don't know about my two-year-old. Maybe he'll be like, what are you doing, Mom? Stay home with me. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you leave every morning? <laughs> yeah, that's I don't right. know. Well, her favorite yeah. book is uh, Doctor Like Mommy. That is her favorite book. One of my friends got that for her, Doctor Like Mommy, and mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, it's nice. But yes. then the book talks about you just have the, the tools and the ability to just, my mom will be there for me whenever I need to, whenever, yeah. Yeah, exactly. whatever I decide to do. So exactly. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Howard. Well, um, I I kind of do the same, like quarterly think about like, well, why am I doing all of these things? Is it what I want to do? And I'm always like, yes. I know that I am not the stay-at-home mom type. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely practicing medicine is um, what I want to do and continue doing, but um, I know one of the reasons why I'm able to wear all these hats because I do have very good support from my husband. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I started my current job, one of the providers, she was like, gosh, you like really have it together. I was like, do I? Or... <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's like, you're here, you're doing it, like you're figuring everything out. And I was like, you know, I really have very good support at home. Thank mm-hmm. Thank goodness. So, um, so that is one of the reasons why I can wear all my hats, but also have very good support from family and then my core group of girlfriends who are also moms. Mm. So, and they're all working moms too, and we all have two or more, so they get it. Um, so being able to, you know, vent and ask them for advice um because i am the newer mother out of the group um (laughs) about like what would they do or what did they do um has been that that helps me be you know able to manage like the mom part but also somebody told me like when i first started practicing hire help oh yeah when you for certain things that you don't really want to do or don't really have the time to do. So that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's very helpful. Yeah. So that also allows me to be yeah. able to yeah. do those things. I mean, I, I feel like I have a, a, a limited um, ability to say this, but you just can't do it all. No. You know, mm-hmm. you can't do it all. Like, um, so you have to get help where you can, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and not, and not be afraid to do that. So right, it's so key. And as physicians, I think we are programmed to be like, oh, I, I can, can do it. it. Oh, I can do it all. Yeah. But exactly. Super mom and super physician right. and super everything. But no, it's yeah. it's okay to like ask for help, right? Yeah. It's it's that's yeah. so key. You're right. That's right. So yeah. on your journey to get where you are to become <laughs> attending physicians, can you give me like? what was the hardest thing that you overcame and then you know we really want to use the tools that you use um, to get over that hurdle and inspire others so can you can you kind of touch on that 
a little bit. From the time you were in high school to, to where you are now, like what, what was the toughest thing you had to overcome? Hmm. Well, I definitely had a few. <laughs> Which is but, normal. Um, yeah. Gosh, I mean, definitely like applying to medical school and the MCAT, like that was really hard. Um, I had death in the family around the time that I started studying, so it just made it really challenging to hone in and study and do that. So that was very challenging, but thankfully I did you know, one of the courses and was able to get additional help that way. Um, but then all, another ch very challenging one that I had was in medical school during my third year pediatrics rotation. I had the worst preceptor mm -hmm. and she's just like, what? In pediatrics? In pediatrics, wow. right? What? Supposed to be, everyone's supposed to be nice, <laughs> right. wow. supposed to be like, not an easy rotation, but you know, it's outpatient peds. Like everybody's yeah. happy. The kids are coming in for wellness exams. It's not supposed to be like intense. Right. She was the rudest person to me. Um, and no shout out. No, no. I, I couldn't even <laughs> tell you her name. Like I just blocked it out of my I head. Rocks. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and um, she essentially was like, you shouldn't be here. Like, why wow. are you here? That's up to here. And so I was like, no, I've worked hard to be here. Mm -hmm. And I just finished that rotation and I just put that to the side. And I was like, this is not the response I've received from other mm -hmm. attendings on my other rotations. So this is what she says does not matter. Mm -hmm. Might affect my grade. I, that's okay. I will recover from that. Yeah. But keep, keep on moving, keep on pushing. Yeah, At this point, cool. I was like, in third year, I was like, I've gotten this far. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not I'm gonna finish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Big ups to you. Yeah. Big ups yeah. to you. Oh my God. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. I mean, I, you know, we, you may have had a similar experience, like where you encounter a preceptor, a preceptor being, you know, one of the attendings is supposed to be there teaching you and, and encouraging you to right. learn the right. topics, yeah. basically looks at you like you don't belong there and treats you that way. Yeah. It can be a bit demoralizing, but you always, you know, you have to pick yourself up. You have to pull from, pull strength from wherever you can and yeah. just keep going because uh, a no from one person, um, and you just got to be able to put that aside. Yeah. 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 100%. 100%. What would you say? That just brought me back to undergrad. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell oh. my one story that, um, it's like, it just it's a great the story. fire in me, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was applying to med school. Um, and I was taking all the science classes. And, you know, you're getting interviews. Um, and you have to take off from class to travel to these places to interviews for those of you interviewing virtually. Yes. Right. Yeah. To like travel there. Um, and I remember I got an interview to at Yale. And I was super excited. I was like, cool. It's a awesome. big interview. It's a big interview. Um, and it was towards the end of the semester. Um, and I was taking a microbiology class mm -hmm. and it was on the day of my microbiology final. And in undergrad at UW, you, and probably most universities, you finish taking classes and then you have your week or two of finals, right? I don't know if it's the same everywhere else, but it was during that first week of finals and it was on the day of my microbiology exam. Um, and so, I'm so sorry, it was the day of my last day of my microbiology um, class. And that was the day the professor scheduled our final exam. 
He didn't schedule it during finals weeks. It was on the last day of our class. And that was the day of my of my interview. He was trying to chill. He was trying to chill, yeah. right? I didn't think it would be a big deal. I just told, I sent him an email. And I said, uh, Mr. XYZ, I will not be able to attend um, the final exam. I need to reschedule it because I received an interview from Yale University School of Medicine, right? Never got a response. Mm. Couple of days later, I'm in my um, organic chemistry class and I got a call on my cell phone and I saw the area code and um, it was New Haven. And I was like, oh, what's going on? And I ran out of the class and I picked up the phone and it was um, the Dean of Students of the medical school. Mm. And he was like, is this Sari Zeldin? I was like, yes. And he was like, okay, um, you know, it's nice to speak with you. I just want to let you know that we received a call earlier today from um, someone who stated they were your professor and they were calling to confirm if you had an interview on the date of my interview. Mm. Um, because you lying. No, right. no. So he's like, I wanted to let you know that we did not give him the information. We have a lot of high profile the children of high-profile people yeah, who attend yeah. Yale, yeah. Um, we take this very seriously, their privacy um, and their security. Um, so we did not give him the information, but we are calling to let you know um, that this is what happened. Mm. Thank mm. you so much. Ended the phone call. And I was livid. Mm. I did not go back into class. I went straight to the dean of, of, of like the science department and she wasn't there. I waited for her. And I just sat in her office and I was like, do you understand how this makes me look? Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And she was, she was like mind blown, didn't believe it. It was just like, he's completely in the wrong. He's going to reschedule your final exam. You're going to come in and take it. You're going to go to your interview. You're going to kill your interview. Do it. And I was just like, do I bring this up? during my interview mm. do I not I went into that I remember I went in um obviously like a week or two later was my interview and I flew out actually my dad and I took the train um and I went in and I was so confused of like what is your view of me mm -hmm. yeah. do I like and I sat across from it was a one-on-one -on -one, um with one of the medical um faculty and I was like do I bring this up I didn't but I was like they know Mm -hmm. They know, and I don't know what the with the with the what their view was, right? Right, right. Anyway, did the interview, and then I had still had to take the final, right? Yeah. He rescheduled it. It was rescheduled during finals week, and so I went in, and I promise you, he stood probably as far away as Travis is mm -hmm. and watched me take the final. He, the professor, was upset at me. Why? Still. Why? I have no idea till this day. And I didn't look up for however long it took me to take the exam. I got up, gave it to him, and walked out. Don't think he still has a job there. But it was probably like, it hurt me. Because I was like, oh, yeah. and I probably didn't even understand how much it hurt me until I like went through yeah. my training and obviously the experiences I talked to you guys about All through right. UVA and was so blessed that I got an acceptance at the University of Virginia. We're just going to put it out there. Public Ivy Public League. I <laughs> Public Ivy. Yeah. Public heard, Ivy. I was like, I'm so happy. Yeah. Excited. Just especially after what I had gone through. Right. Um, 
And I remember even like choosing my housing without even visiting Charlottesville. It <laughs> yeah. just was like, yes, yes, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, yeah. To it all. So to have been shaken that much and then, um, and then having to yeah, go no, there it's, it's, and be uh, like... It's unfortunate uh, to like have them put you in an awkward position uh, to, yeah. like on your interview day. At, like, on your yeah. interview yeah. day, yeah. right? It's, it's uh, crazy. Yeah. And then not knowing what his, what's going on in the back yeah. of your head. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like why? Yeah. Why didn't you believe me? Yeah, right. Did you, you know have I mean? rapport with this professor? Did I what? Rapport no. with this professor? No, it was he a didn't big, know. no. Okay. Our science classes were huge. Yeah, I'm you know sure. what I mean. Yeah, like he didn't know anything about me other than me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. I just thought about that for like, oh my god, for months, for years. Obviously, I'm like shaking right now just thinking <laughs> about it. Um, not because of like I wanted to go to Yale, but because someone would view me Why like that so early in your career yeah. right yeah. right um but yeah, yeah that's my story yeah it's crazy it is it but it didn't stop you it didn't yeah. stop yeah. me oh no 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 exactly. it didn't yeah. stop me exactly it didn't stop me. Exactly. it didn't stop me yeah yeah i mean that's that's a skill like learning how to like kind of be a stoic i guess where like yeah. you just you know kind of take yourself out of the situation mm -hmm. kind of see like you know this is this is happening to a person, that person is me, I'm gonna get through it, it's part of my story, yeah. mm -hmm. this is something I'm gonna get through. That's like very important perspective to have. And um, you know, hopefully with this form, you know, with this form here, you know, we'll be able to kind of tell these type of stories. You know, this happens to many people, Absolutely. many, many people. You know, mm -hmm. like it's, it's, it's just how you deal with, the, deal with it. I think that's like the most important thing. Like, that you resilience. Know, yeah, yeah. yeah, dealing with the resilience, knowing that like, you know, you deserve to be here. Yeah. Like this is not an accident. This is part of my journey. Like you know, you're, you're like this person trying to stop me is not. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just like uh, you know, just on the side of the road watching. Yeah. Yeah, you keep going. Yeah. You just keep going. So. Got to. Yeah. No, that's. Uh, Don't stop. Get it. Get it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Don't age us out here, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's great. I'm so glad that. Uh, our wives are able to join us yeah, on an episode. Man. Big shout out to the wives. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We're so proud of you guys for this. And, yes. you know, it's a, it's a needed. So. Thank you for it the is. support. Yeah, thank you for the support. Yes. Again, like like we talked about, you know, this is, it's a team effort. You know, for us to do this yeah, yeah. means, you know, our wives help us out a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, like uh, that, that time doesn't just magically happen. Best oh, yeah. So we appreciate all the time you guys have given us to do this. Of yeah. course. Of course. Of yeah. course. But we will uh, wrap it up here. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate it. This was great. Thank this you. Really oh, yeah. This is really good. This is really good. This is really good. So, till next time, stay low, keep firing. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hit us on IG at Reading Room Talk and drop a line or voice note to readingroomtalk at gmail.com so we can discuss your case. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you get your pods, preferably in between cases. <laughs>